It's time for the Daily Stand-Up Podcast presented by Agile Dad with your host, Lee Henson. Without any further ado, let's get started. Hello, everyone. It's time for us to talk about stable. And today I want to talk about stable leadership styles. Now, this is something that's not commonly discussed. In fact, in the past, leadership was thought of as an attribute that only some people were born with and the rest just didn't have. Today, that thinking has changed. Leadership's become more of a science. I'm going to give you a brief description of some of the common leadership styles that we see today. And I'm not trying to be all-inclusive, but I am trying to be inclusive. But my hope is that you'll understand the difference between these leadership styles and be able to talk about how or which one applies best to you and your working environment. The thing that I love about stable is that it gives you flexibility to choose the way that you manage or govern or choose the way you work, but at the same time gives you some comfort in knowing that you're not going to be repeating the same mistakes over and over again. So the first type of leadership is transformational leadership. Now, transformational leadership is thought of as the most effective style to use. Transformational leaders are few and far between. They inspire their team members because they expect the best from everyone and hold everyone, including themselves, accountable for their actions. They demonstrate high integrity, emotional intelligence, a shared vision of the future, and they communicate well. They're self-aware, authentic, empathetic, and humble. They set clear goals and are good at resolving conflict. What I can tell you is that this, if you think of C-level executives in really, really powerful organizations, many times they are the transformational leaders that we're talking about. So these are not super common. They're few and far between, but they are absolutely the best leaders. Can someone study to become one of these leaders? Absolutely. But is it uh, common? The answer there is no. It's not as common as one would think. Next is transactional leadership. So transactional leadership is also sometimes referred to as influenced by mandate. When an employee accepts a job, they agree to follow a leader. Transactional leaders enjoy influence due to position or title and have the right to apply penalties if work standards are not met. This leadership style is ideal for employees seeking performance-based rewards within a structured environment. The high structure and rigid expectations, however, can curb creativity and innovation. I think about production lines or maybe even sales in some cases. That's more transactional leadership. Next, you have autocratic, autocratic leadership. Autocratic leadership is like transformer, transformational leadership, except the focus is on the approach the leader wants to take uh, to achieve the team goal instead of the approach the team wants to take to get there. Although it's sometimes appropriate for short-term tasks or things that just need to get done, this approach compromises team buy-in and is often demoralizing for long-term projects. Um, sometimes people refer to this as charismatic leadership, where you got the one person who's just trying to drive things home, you know, just give it to me, I'll get it done, you know, move, get out of the way, you know, that type of thing. Then you have democratic leadership. This one's interesting. Uh, democratic leadership is a lot like autocratic leadership, except the team is solicited for ideas and feedback before any final decision is made by the leader. While this sounds good on the surface because you're getting everyone involved and you're getting good buy-in, it also causes some decisions to take a lot longer than they should. It slows things down, especially if you have teams that are uh, buried in details and they like to you know, try to figure things out. I think that Democratic leadership does have a time and a place, but it's one of those things where you have to be careful and judicious when you use it, right? Then you have bureaucratic leadership, which is present in high-risk, volatile environments. Work performed with toxic waste, expensive manufacturing, or handling of large sums of money 
requires checklists and certain checkpoints to protect against unnecessary mistakes or misfortune. This type of leadership must be applied carefully as to not restrict innovation and creativity where needed. But this type of leadership is also, um, you know, first thing you think of when you think of bureaucracy as a government. So this is where you just have a ton of checks and balances to make sure things are in place so that the wheels don't fall off the train kind of thing. The train stays on the track. Then you have laissez-faire leadership. Laissez-faire leadership is where a leader offers little or no guidance to group members, leaves decision-making completely up to the group. This approach works well with a team of highly qualified experts that know how to do their job, but can lead to really low productivity and high maintenance uh, of the work that they get, that they're actually doing for team members. It's, it's one of those things where if you know that the team knows what's going on and you don't have to, they're self-managed and completely self-governed. And this is why a lot of times Agile or Scrum gets the laissez-faire leadership nod because people feel like you're just letting the team do what they want. And it's not always that way, but in some cases or in many cases, it feels that way. So it's important for us to make sure that we understand that we're not trying to do something that leads to low productivity or break down the team. And then finally, my favorite is servant leadership. It's a facilitator-based leadership style where the leader clarifies objectives, constraints, roles, and expectations, and then challenges the team to come up with a plan to achieve their objectives and uh, to help eliminate obstacles. Uh, the servant leader uses his or authority to empower the team to remove the obstacles, not enable them. This is interesting. So enablers are when you're doing things for the team so the team doesn't feel like they need to do it themselves. Empowerment is when you're empowering the team to really get in there, dig in and do their thing. And um, and your your ability to empower them is giving them the tools needed so that they don't repeat the same thing again, which I love. And if they learn to remove the roadblocks from their path, those roadblocks won't keep coming up again and again and again. So for me, servant leadership is kind of reflective of what the agile mindset says. All right. So based on what you've learned, some styles are more important or appropriate than others based on what you're trying to do. I love this analogy that Mike Berry uses. He says, it's like having a good set of golf clubs. A leader will be most effective if they learn to use the right club at the right time for the right purpose. And I feel like sometimes we get stuck in a trap where no matter what it is, no matter what problem we're trying to solve, we always try to use a hammer to solve the problem. And that's not the way to do it. We need to know that there's so many other tools in the toolkit for a reason. And we need to make sure we leverage those tools when we can, how we can, in order to have the most effective result. Well, I hope that helps you for this stable episode. Uh, tune in next week when we have another stable episode. But before then, don't worry, we'll have a lot of other actual episodes in between. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Daily Stand-Up. If you have a topic you want us to talk about, feel free to reach out to us at learnmoreatagiledad.com. We'd love to hear from you. And as always, we encourage you to stay healthy, stay well, and stay agile, my friends. Until next time, do take care. Yeah.